Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week, our host, Dr. Laura Shinneman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast. I'd like to welcome Ashley Sherman to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. So Ashley, you're from Georgia. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about your time working with school libraries. Thank you, Laura. So uh, this is actually my eighth year as a elementary school library media specialist in a K-5 setting. Um, I've actually never been a media specialist at another level before. Um, And I am in Ackworth, so that's a suburb of Atlanta. Um, I worked on the south side of Cobb County, and now I'm a little bit closer to home. This is my sixth year at my current school. I'm at Fry Elementary, and just, I love it. I love working with K-5 kiddos all the way, those kindergarten babies, all the way to those fifth graders. Yeah, that that was the same thing for me. My only experience was with the elementary level, and I, I loved it too because you knew, you got to know their whole family. You know, you were there so long you know with them and seeing them most elementary librarians seem to see them about once a week you know on average so you really got to know those kids after five or six years you you really do and in fact so this the fifth grade group this year is my first kindergarten crew oh first group that I've seen all the way through pretty special to me and we're very fortunate that we have a bunch of sibling groups at our school so If I taught your sibling, I probably taught you. Yes, definitely. Very fun. All right. So it's been several years for you since you just, since you started in the library. What do you remember about those earliest years? What were they like for you? I remember being tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm still tired. (laughs) A different kind of tired. (laughs) That's kind. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking that I did not realize what a service industry. Oh, okay. School librarians that we really provide. Yes. And I'm not just talking about like to our students, but to teachers, to admin, to our parents, to our community stakeholders. Yes. You really are, you are, you have a service certificate for that reason. Um, And I also remember you just want to help everybody. It's really hard to say no to people in our role. I felt those for a couple of years. Okay. So is there anything that somebody could have told you that would have made those earlier years easier? For sure. I wish somebody (laughs) had told me that it is okay to say no. I think that was one of those big things. Um, uh, Finally, somebody bought me a notebook that said, stop me before I volunteer again. Ah, that's cute. (laughs) It's, it, you know, I think many school librarians, we're here to help people and we feel bad if we can't help them. Yeah right away too. So that was one of my big things. Those first couple of years was really honing in on my time management skills. Yeah. Figuring out how to do all the things and how to do all the things effectively. Yeah. Too. Like, do you have a paraprofessional with you or are you on your own? So I do have a full-time parapro right now. Um, at my first school, I only had a part-time parapro. Okay. So I really had to be creative in how I scheduled my time Um, how I collaborated with teachers, how I set up my schedule. I am very fortunate again, right now I'm on a fully flexible schedule um, with my pro. I mean, and we're able to really, you know, run a fully collaborative program, but you know, it looks a little different right now, but. um, Well, tell us about right now, like what are y'all face-to-face remote hybrid? What's going on where you are? So we are hybrid model. 
Well, so we teach face-to-face and virtual at the same time. Okay. Oh man. My space actually isn't open for classes right now, just due to contact tracing and the way everything is working out. I'm pushing into classrooms, both for my collaborative lessons, for stories and for book checkout. Okay. News with that is since I have a full-time parapro, she's really handling the book checkout aspect. So I'm able to push in for those collaborative lessons or tech troubleshoot or whatever my day consists of, or my minute, minute by minute consists of. So when you're saying push in, do you mean like literally with the book cart kind of thing? You're literally with a book cart. We, (laughs) we've decorated it, different themes and different book characters. And I mean, it's not the worst case and some, some good things have come out of it. Um, I have noticed that our students make much better book selection choices this way. Interesting. Um, they, and not by any, we're still bringing the dog man and Diary of a Wimpy Kid and Dork Diaries, but I think we're also able to showcase some titles that they wouldn't normally check out. Yeah, they wouldn't so, have seen them probably. <laughs> exactly. And it's, so it's been really interesting and it's been really interesting too, since we only have small groups at the cart at one time. Yeah. And we only deal with that class at one time. Okay. We're really able to have meaningful conversations with those kids when they return their books and they're picking out new ones. So there's one of the bad. silver linings, you know, I guess that you're, you're seeing something different with that. So it'll be interesting, you know, when we are face-to-face totally, you know, in the future, what you'll carry forward from that, you know, like, will you have any lessons learned, you know, that, that you try to carry? I know. I, I said, there's really no reason for us to ever have to stay after school for a faculty meeting again <laughs> on Zoom, and I would be okay with that. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, Ashley, tell us a little bit about how you see the, the role of the librarian on your campus or your district. Like, what kind of influence or impact do you see them having? So we as a district are very fortunate because our media supervisor constantly advocates for us. Mm-hmm constantly speaks up for us, reminds our administrators about how valuable. And so I, we feel very empowered, I think, in our jobs. That's good. And the way that we are able to advocate for our programs. I know that uh, my administration values my opinion, mm-hmm. how we shape things, how we talk about ideas, how we're going to implement things. And that's things that could even be as simple as, you know, moving forward with arts integration or STEM or doing a technology rollout. So I know that while that may not be the case in our entire district, I know at my local school level, um, my influence, I think it varies greatly. I mean, I know that if they have a question, they're gonna come ask me and they'll take my opinion to heart. Um, And it's been hard this year in a hybrid situation. Yeah, I'm not probably as vocal as I normally am at, you know, collaborative uh, grade level meetings and things because there's only one of us and we can right. only be in one place at one time. But I definitely think that the influence of the school library media specialist is prevalent, at least in our schools. And I know my area schools too. And I'm also very fortunate that I have a local area, we call them CCC, so a collaborative community of media specialists that oh. we meet every week. Okay. And so we really have a, an idea bank, you know, we have our, our people that we can go to. Yeah. I know that our influence from that also is very helpful too. But, but who is that? You mentioned your district already. Who is in that collaborative? 
So it's our local area. Um, there's probably about 10 of us elementary school media specialists. Okay. And we used to be split in our district by areas. So if you were area one, you were kind of all geographically together. Okay. Um, and so it's just our local area people, which sometimes helps because we're serving the same type of population. True. That's true. Because we're such a large county that could vary greatly across the board. Yeah. So these are kind of our people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is our safe space every week where we can meet mm-hmm. ideas off of each other. Um, you know, talk about what our district's implementing or how we're doing that or sharing lessons or whatever the case may be for that week. Yeah. And I'm sure y'all are meeting remotely to do that. Yes. Yes. All of our meetings in our district are remote. Even really grade level meetings should be remote, Mm -hmm. you know, just in case we do run into a quarantine situation. So for the listeners right now, um, I know that I've interviewed a lot of people who will talk about they're isolated physically, you know, like they are in this one county, you know, and then no, there's nobody else for another county away or whatever, but that is a wonderful idea to build. And I like to call it your library squad, you know, build your library squad, um, even regionally, right where you are. That's a great strength that you can, you can pull up, pull those resources together like that. So that's awesome. So. Yep. It really is great. And our department of education at uh, the state level here in Georgia has even really started reaching out and doing statewide virtual events. They've done some coffee talks and things yeah. so that people maybe who are the only one in their district yeah. have something they can go to. Perfect. So actually, as you start thinking about next year, is there any new kind of thing that you're wanting to work on? Oh, yeah, there is. But then I think I'm like, oh, I don't know. No, um, we um, I actually received a grant this year. So I'm working to order the supplies. Um, for a hydroponic garden. Oh, wow. So we have um, a makerspace area, but again, that looks very, very different this year. It's actually closed. We're doing makerspace checkout bags through Destiny. So my kiddos can put holds on them and we'll deliver kind of a make and take bag for them nice. to take home and do the yeah. activity. Yeah. And so um, I wrote a grant for this hydroponic garden because I know grade levels study life cycles, you know, and I thought that would be a great way that the kids could kind of take ownership every day to come and take care of the garden um, in the makerspace and kind of monitor it, take notes, share those out with the school of what we're doing. Um, so that's going to be my big endeavor. I think hopefully it'll work out. Yeah. So stay tuned. We'll see. It, where is it going to be located? Um, I'm thinking, I was originally thinking to put it in our makerspace area. Um, I have a separate room for that, but my second grade team has been very enthusiastic about it. So it might be housed with my second grade team. Um, We'll see. Stay tuned. Yeah. No, but what an interesting idea. That's, that's great. I I one time did a rose garden grant, you know, and and it created just an outdoor environment, you know, for us to gather outside and do reading, you know, creating a place for the kids to go and enjoy and relax. But yeah, always unusual. I I like the idea of unusual different things, you know, it's something that kind of stands out there. Yes, exactly. Okay. So Ashley, talk a little bit about, um, kind of, I guess, your your role as a librarian in your building, like how you kind of see that playing out. Yep, so I, again, am that um, probably loud squeaky wheel in a meeting, <laughs> where I'm like, hey, don't forget about me, or hey, yeah. I can help you, you know? Um, but again, I know too, those first couple of years, you know, when you're a library media specialist, it's a lot because you're, you're trying to establish your program. Yeah. And so I am very fortunate that my teachers, I've established that relationship with them. 
I think that's the most important element out of anything. While establishing relationships with our students is important, we can't teach effective collaborative lessons if we don't have those relationships with our teachers. Yeah. And so I think it's very important to let others see the work you are doing. And I don't mean that to say you're bragging or, oh, look how awesome I am. You know, even though you might be awesome. <laughs> um, but I am very much of let others see what you are doing. Because I think as school library media specialists, since we normally are the only ones in our building, it is very easy to feel isolated in the time of, of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and you start to think, is the work I'm doing really important? What is this all for? Because you don't have a whole third grade team or a whole, you know, 11th grade team or whatever the case may be to kind of share out what's working and what's not working in your classroom. So I try to showcase what we are doing all the time, every day. This is what I'm working on. This is what my students are doing. This is what my teachers are doing. Um, because I just think the work that we do is so valuable. And I think it is easy to overlook if we don't advocate for mm -hmm. our programs and for our jobs and for our students. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think we're the biggest classroom in the school in most cases, and yeah. we have to showcase that, like we have to show that off, you know? And I, even how you just said that showcasing that it is a classroom, you know, not just a book room, you know, not that kind of thing, but there's learning going on. <laughs> yes. Library. Yeah. <laughs> So when you yes. think about my listeners, um, and a lot of them are early career people, you talked about showing the work that we're doing. H how do you show that work? Like what kind of things do you do? Well, normally, again, not in a pandemic year. It is, I think it's very evident because we are that biggest space. So normally I'm the loudest space. Okay. Normally I'm the loudest person in the space. <laughs> um so I think it's important for people to see what, what's happening. And if they can't physically be in there, then find a way to show that to them, you know, virtually. Okay. Um, so prior to all this, I had a blog that I updated daily, weekly, monthly with different updates and things like that. Okay. I, um, I try to put out as much on social media as possible on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And I tell people, make sure when you do that, you tag your administration or you tag your county or you tag your supervisor in your county. Mm -hmm. That way they can clearly see that this is what you are doing. So what I do a lot of the time is when I tweet something out and I take pictures, mm -hmm. I will screenshot that or I will put that directly into my standard notebook, which is electronic. And I will put that underneath professionalism or communication. Okay. So it's time to have those evaluation conversations with my administrators they can clearly see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, if I get shared or tweeted out by the county, I screenshot that, you know, that's advocating for my program. And I put that in there. Yeah. It's also, it makes it easier for the teachers in your building who could potentially say, what are you working on all day? You're just sitting in there reading books. And, you know, <laughs> I have never, I don't think I've ever read a book at work before. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's all done at home you know, on the weekend oh. or if you're reading aloud to the kids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm never just sitting with my feet propped up reading. Um, and then also too, what I've done this year is um, a 10 standard document mm -hmm. that we are evaluated. And I printed that and I laminated and I wrote my goals for each of those standards oh, okay. I put on my office door. Yeah. 
So now, obviously, I don't have people in and out like I normally do. So they're not seeing that. So I took a picture and I put it on social media. I want everybody to know what we're working towards in our library program because it's a school effort because I serve everyone at our school. So if someone's not on board with one of my goals and I might need to know that and change it. Um, I also keep chart paper in my office and it's broken down into different categories, professional development, collaborations, budget. And I put post-its up for whatever I'm working on underneath those categories. Okay. So again, people aren't in my office right now, but I easily can take a picture and put it out there for people. Yeah. Um, awesome. You know, want to know what we're working back on. on one thing you said, you were talking about, um, an online portfolio, basically. I don't remember what you called it, but it's like a digital portfolio. I'm picturing like a Google site with pages for the standards. Is that the kind of thing you set up or how, what do you do? That's exactly, we just use Microsoft in our district, but it's okay. the same thing. And I just break it down by the 10 standards. Okay. So every Friday, I just go in there and I update whatever I need to add for the week that meets those standards and I'll date it. Um, and then again, when it's time to meet with my, evaluator, I send them the link before we meet and they have everything right there. And it's a very clear picture. That is awesome. And so any new, actually it doesn't matter if you're a veteran or a newbie librarian, that is an awesome thing to do just to have all your ducks in a row. You've got all your evidence ready. Um, very awesome idea there. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. You're so welcome. I used to have huge binders that I take <laughs> into the meeting, you know, but then, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm tired of carrying these around. <laughs> All right. Well, Ashley, it's been great talking to you. And I, I'm just curious, like well, earlier before we were recording, we were talking about different people that you knew and we know some of the same people, but how is it that you keep learning and growing? Now, I know you're going to learn from some of those shared friends that we have, but yes. what, what else do you do to keep growing and learning? Well, I, I mean, I still subscribe to School Library Journal. Like I get the hard copy every month because it's kind of my reminder to go read it. I feel like I'm excited for it. Um, I do sub subscribe to some online journals and daily um, digest. Um, I'm a member of um, AASL. Mm -hmm. I'm also a member of my local um, CACOMS, which is our Cobb County Association for School Library Media Specialists. And we have professional development sessions. I am very active on Twitter and attending professional development sessions there and connecting with people. I mean, that's 